Welcome to the 44th episode of Solid Rock. I'm Nicole Blazik. Today is November 23rd. It's been a little while since my last podcast. A lot has happened since then. Last time I told you that my father-in-law was very ill and in the ICU. And since that time, my father-in-law has passed away. We mourn the sadness that we feel here on earth, but we rejoice and take comfort that he is healed and walking with our Savior And we rejoice in that comfort that we have in him. I just got back from my mission trip to the DRC last Thursday. And I am getting back on the right time time schedule. My body's a little bit back in Congo and adjusting to the American time change. God did so much on that trip. He moved in miraculous ways just to get me there and in my time there. I give him all the honor and all the glory for what he has done. Maybe I'll make that into a podcast. (laughs) While in Congo, I had the privilege to meet with Rod and Valerie Holstetler. They are a beautiful couple who have four lovely adult children. Rod and Valerie have followed the leading of the Lord in their lives. This took them to serving the people in Central Africa for 30 years with Mission Aviation Fellowship, or known as MAF. I am honored to have them on my podcast. Welcome, Rod and Valerie, to the podcast. I'm really excited to have you on Solid Rock. Thank you, Nicole. It's good to be with you. Thank you. Yes, I'm so excited to be in Congo, to be back to the DRC. Um, I know you guys have been here now for 30 years in Central Africa. 30 years in Central Africa. And you are with um, the, your ministry is? Mission Aviation Fellowship. Can you tell them a little bit about, about that? Yeah, Mission Aviation Fellowship was uh, started uh, just after World War II as pilots uh, from the U.S. and, and other um, in Europe had, had gone and seen remote places and the people there and seen the, how effective uh, airplanes were at moving people around and getting into isolated places. Um, so that was 1945 when it was created, and um, we had been flying uh, in all kinds of remote places since then. Um, our, the MAF mission statement is serving together to bring help, hope, and healing through aviation. And our, our target is isolated people. Mm-hmm. For most of MAF's history and continuing to today, isolated means isolated by distance or by geography. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are other forms of isolation that um, our staff also interacts with. Isolated in, in a corrupt government, isolated in um, yeah, in, in groups that don't know about Jesus. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love, I, I like that clarification about isolated because I wouldn't think of those other areas too besides that. Um, I have a question. I'm wondering, was if Nate Saint, yes. was he a part of MAF? Yes, he was. Um, I didn't ever get to tell you this. I was in Ecuador. Hello? And I was with some MAF pilots who were reconstructing Nate Saint's plane. Oh, okay. 
And I stayed in Elizabeth Elliott's and um, Nate Saint's hangars. I was in there and I flew with an MAF pilot and we went into the jungle and landed on a grass, a grass, um, grassy area. And the people came out from the sides and we were bringing a pig and a sick person. And um, that was my first experience with MAF and the story of Nate Saint and the Elliots and um, the others is something that very much has um, inspired me. It's a sad and good story, um, but um, I was just wondering. I thought they were a part of MAF. Very very much. Okay, wonderful. Um, So can you tell me a little bit um, about how you got to Congo? Maybe, Valerie, how did you get to Congo? How... MAF, you're married. How does this happen? Well, we um, we both went to Moody Bible Institute because we wanted to be missionary pilots. I also wanted to be missionary pilot. We had um, I got there and um, started applying to get into the aviation program and realized that I didn't particularly enjoy the technical mm-hmm. side of things. I liked people, but I fell in love with a particular pilot. Yeah, so. <laughs> that was it. The pilots name. <laughs> So God used that desire to lead me to this. And so uh, we got married um, after I graduated from Moody. Um, he was still in Moody Aviation down in Tennessee. So a friend of mine and I, we both had fallen in love with guys that were in the aviation program. They happened to be roommates. So we went down there and started to get to know them better. And the next summer we swapped roommates. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. We both got married. You both got married. You said out of here, I'm going to take him. I love that. So um, then we uh, finished it at uh, Moody. And at that time, they were encouraging us to uh, get a little bit of practical Mm -hmm. um, aviation experience before we went overseas. And so we both kind of were, Rod was from Ohio. He was from the um, very rural area. I was from California. And... We were trying to figure out where to go, and just um, we decided to go ahead and move to California. And um, we got there, and within a couple of weeks, Rod found a job. And as far as we know, there were no jobs available for the next two years when we all were living there. But God just really, we looked at um, a couple different aviation mission programs, and um, some of them were saying, "Well, we." We might need you in about four years, and at that time, MAF was saying we need seventy pilots now. And <laughs> but we were both kind of floundering and getting the application in, and God brought. Um, well, at that time, MAF was running a, a side. I don't know an FBO or, or a charter a charter mm-hmm. flight program, and one of the pilots. He had been flying up to Vandenberg Air Force Base, and they got socked in with um, fog. fog, and they had to land at the airport Rod was at, and they were sitting in his um, a pilot's lounge, and somebody said, hey, there's a guy that's in the program that you're interested in, and you might want to go talk to him, and so he went over, and oh. it ended up being Denny Hoekstra, mm-hmm. who was, his, was a longtime missionary with MAF, and he talked to him, and we got a call from the recruiter within the next couple of days, and he... Um, he made it, he scheduled for us to get our applications in and they were 25 page applications oh my each. Goodness. So oh, he had to do 25 oh, and I had to do 25. Oh my goodness. And um, 
we got those done and we drove down to because we were living five hours north of where MAF was based at that time and we drove down and, and put in our applications and visited with them we had a little at that time we had a year and a half old son wow. so we were um, but it was our our dream I had wanted to be a missionary since I was 10 and mm. he had kind of caught the vision when he was in um, high school mm. and so just seeing what God was going to do and so through that process then when we we both kind of thought Indonesia would be really mm. cool yeah. um, to go to but we got into our um, we have candidacy classes mm -hmm. and everybody in our candidacy class was engaged to somebody from Indonesia on loan from another mission to Indonesia <laughs> or a missionary kid from Indonesia. Oh, wow. So we kind of thought, I don't think we're going to get picked for yeah, Indonesia. Yeah, you're probably not high on the chart. No, no, no probably not. <laughs> and then um, oh. God just kind of led us to what was then Zaire yes, at that Zaire. time. And so that's kind of that was a very short nutshell for me. Wow, you did a really great job doing that. Wow, what a process. Yeah. What a process but how God had uh, divine divine appointments for each one of you yeah. in uh, confirming your path that you're supposed to take. Wow, that's amazing. Can you tell me a little bit um, about how what a day looks like or what what does it look like to be an MAF pilot? Yeah, it, I mean, it varies uh, based on your location. We live in Kinshasa, which is a city of 12 to 20 million people. Nobody's exactly sure. Um, mm. So our day starts at, I get up at 5 and try to be out the door by 6 because leaving our neighborhood um, by 6.10 makes the commute to the airport about 20 minutes. Oh my goodness. If, if we get out after 6.10, it can take an hour. Wow, that bearing of the difference yeah. of those, wow. The traffic just gets really bad. So, uh, usually at the airport by 6.30, and I fly between two and three days a week, something like that on average. So when it's a flight day, um, immediately start pre-flighting the airplane, um, finding out what the load is. We have other team members who are meeting the passengers and getting the freight ready. Mm -hmm. We do a lot of uh, mixed loads in aviation. That means uh, some passengers and some cargo mm -hmm. mixed together. Um, so we try to be uh, airborne by 7.30 or 8. So the longer you wait uh, in the tropics, longer uh, later in the day it gets, the more, the higher possibility there is of a thunderstorm or mm -hmm. multiple thunderstorms that you'll have to uh, go around or possibly even uh, land and wait it out. So sure. try to get going early. Some our flights uh, legs on average are an hour and a half, an hour and forty minutes, okay. which is not typical MAF. Mm -hmm. um, on the other side, on the eastern side of Congo, their flight legs are 20 or 30 minutes. So very, very short, yeah. relatively short mm -hmm. um, between stops. So we have long distances uh, on this side and so that's another reason we try to get out early is mm -hmm. to be able to get every, everywhere we need to get that day. Um, 
So as I said, mixed loads were carrying passengers and cargo typically. Mm -hmm. And we're almost always full leaving Kinshasa because Kinshasa is where people as well as freight comes into, where people can buy things in the stores and then it goes out into the interior from mm -hmm. there. Uh, once we leave Kinshasa, most of the time we're landing on dirt or grass runways. Uh, some of them are in the middle of the jungle, literally in the middle yeah. of the jungle. So cool. And, wow. Um, we carry a, a wide range of passengers. Um, mm. Some of them are researchers uh, studying the plant and animal life sure. in the forest. Um, some of them are missionaries. Mm -hmm. uh, when we first started in 1991 here in Congo, we were flying almost missionaries exclusively. Okay. Uh, there, were, there were a lot of missionaries in Congo then. And over the years, uh, due to political things and uh, a changing philosophy of missions, uh, that number has been greatly reduced. Okay. So uh, we get we get a wide variety of passengers, um, pastors, medical patients, medicines, vaccines. Mm -hmm. We do uh, right now just uh, one program, but it's. Uh, three flights every quarter delivering vaccines sure. to mm -hmm. places because of because vaccine has to be kept cold yes um, the airplane is really the only way to deliver yeah. them mm -hmm. to these isolated Safely. places mm -hmm. Wow so then uh, we try to be or hopefully back by about three but we can land right up to sunset which in Congo only varies about 30 minutes Yes, so I somewhere between 5.45 and 6.10 or 6.15 mm -hmm. is sunset time. Yes, so it's pretty quick. It's, it's yeah, yeah I, I noticed that last night. I was like, wow, it's now dark. <laughs> it really was, I was just turned a corner, I felt like, and now we're dark. But don't okay. you love that? I don't know if you've seen the green glow. I the have sun's not I seen that part. I love the tropical green glow when the sun's getting ready to set. You need to watch for it. I it's do. Gorgeous. I have not seen it, but I thought it was really beautiful last night, and I thought it went really fast. I thought it was beautiful, but I will look for that. No, it's it's the, in wow. the yard, so if you're in, in a place that doesn't have a good okay. green. Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So, um, so can you just share like what maybe just one, and then we're gonna go to Valerie next. But what what has been like one of your most interesting stories of? I know it's hard maybe to give one because you've been here thirty. 30 years, yeah. 30 years, so that's probably really hard, or something that really has stood out to you in your flights, or an interesting one, or where God did something, or? Well, just my most recent flight, um, there's a mission station, a Baptist mission station, an hour and, about an hour and a half due east of mm -hmm. Kinshasa. Um, there is a large hospital that was started by missionaries, and uh, missionaries still support it. There is currently one uh, missionary doctor living there from the U.S. as well as a missionary doctor and some, some support staff from Germany and Switzerland. So um, I was flying the small airplane. We have a, a, an airplane that, that can take five passengers. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
I, I flew out with three passengers on board, two of them um, all three of them were missionaries coming to do work at a hospital. Um, this was work on like uh, solar panels and a alternative energy solution for powering a hospital. Excellent. Um, then I picked, at, at Bong, I picked up um, three people. Uh, one person was a nurse going to, that I dropped at the next stop, Kikongo. Mm -hmm. He is um, a nurse specializing in ophthalmology. Mm -hmm. So he's preparing for a cataract campaign that they're planning. Mm -hmm. Uh, so he, I dropped him off there. Uh, the other two pa passengers were uh, a mother with a young child who was just diagnosed with leukemia. And Vanga doesn't have the, really the facility to care for and do the, the chemo treatments yes. and stuff. So uh, they were bringing the child into Kinshasa to, to get that sort of treatment. Um, when I dropped off the nurse at Kikongo, I picked up um, a, a, a pastor uh, who is also a, has his doctorate. He and his wife were visiting and um, involved in the graduation at the mm -hmm. university at Kikongo. Um, this is, this is a, a short grass runway. It was a for a long time it was a mission station and they had a, a pastoral training school there. Mm -hmm. um, but just recently they converted it into a university. Wow. So wow, people who uh, come from that whole region who ha would have no other possibility of getting that kind of education without yes. coming to Kinshasa mm -hmm. are getting a university education essentially where they live. Absolutely. And uh, that's incredible. But Absolutely. Um, this, this man and his wife uh, were participating in the graduation. I think he's the, the dean of the school. And he visits at least once a month. Um, so I picked them up and brought them back here to Kinshasa. So it was just, uh, it, it was a unique combination of, of passengers mm -hmm. and they, it's it's the kind of flight that we are here for. Mm. We do we fly for other people, researchers, as I said. But the reason we're here in Congo is for those kind of flights, helping missions, helping pastors, helping the sick. Amen. Oh, and you had it all in one flight. All in one flight. <laughs> so that you're right. It brought the whole mission statement together in yeah. one flight. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. I loved hearing that very much. Thank you. Okay, Miss Valerie, so, well, I should say Mrs. But um, while, while hubby is maybe flying and doing those things, tell me what is your role? What is your role? Or I know it has changed throughout the years. Um, you know, um, you have four children and things change. But tell me what are some ways that, well, maybe he's flying or doing that. What, what, how do you get to partner and what, how has God been using you? Okay. Um, well, we homeschooled our four kids from the time we got out here and um, I 
as they got older, I started helping other people's children and tutoring, and mm -hmm. I saw that there was a great need for um, somebody to help kids that have special needs. And mm -hmm. so I started out by working with NILD, mm -hmm. which is a, um, a program that gives educational therapy to kids mm -hmm. that have special needs. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily just special needs, but learning differences. Absolutely. Um, and so I started doing that, but I found that I had a student that I had um, Down syndrome, mm -hmm. a student that had autism, and I thought, I really need to know more. Yeah. Um, and there was also nobody who could do the testing. I have never gotten to that point where I could do the testing, sure. but I um, did go ahead and get my master's in special mm, education. And, um, so I do have my degree and be able to teach. Mm -hmm. And I was a special ed teacher at the American School of Kinshasa, mm -hmm. but just found that I there's so many more, more ministries that mm -hmm. I want to do that I didn't Absolutely. feel like I wanted to totally focus in on that particular place. Mm -hmm. And so um, this year, we came back and one of our missionary wives is starting a school called Poyama, which comes from um, Ephesians 2.10. We're all workmanship of God. And Poyama is the word workmanship. And mm -hmm. Love that. God. Um, so anyway, I've started helping with that and I've been teaching um, seventh grade this mm -hmm. year. Um, it's, I just have two students. So yeah. it's, it's really a easier job, but it's given me free, freer time to be able to help out in Absolutely. other ways. Um, I've been doing more hospitality. I've, um, I've just been able to focus more on being able to support the women around me. Mm -hmm. um, more that just I, the missionary wives, they can get very lonely. Absolutely. And we get out here, we've, we've gone through raising support with our husbands. We've spent time in language school with them. It's just, you know, yeah. total couple together and we're yeah. used to being together. And suddenly we're out here and yeah. our husbands go yeah. off to the hangar and we're with Yourself. our children. Yes. and, and just trying to find our way mm -hmm. and we're in Kinshasa you have you have electricity maybe yes exactly it says 24 hours but you never know which 24 hours <laughs> it will stay so on true. <laughs> so true and then um, we have water, water I mean there's yep. which this guy has been really good at hauling water when we run out so but I mean we have it um MAF has a truck specifically for hauling water because yeah. we run out and we each have a cistern at our house yeah. where we can dump it in. Yeah. I don't. I haven't had to do that, but some of the other wives have. Mm -hmm. um, but just being available for them. Absolutely, uh, what a gift. God's just really um, given me more time to be able to focus on other things than just mm -hmm. being involved with that. And that's so beautiful. That's, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I, she's I, a really great teacher. Absolutely. I love that. I agree. I agree. I love her heart. I love her heart. And I love, I, side note on the education, um, the need, the need for that, especially here. Yeah. Not many people know about those things or they see it, but know, know something's different, but what to do with that. Mm -hmm. And I think that is beautiful. And, um, and then just how you're loving with your experience and time that you've had already 30 years in. You have a lot of wisdom to give all these other ones. Are um, just encouragement. It's beautiful. That's beautiful. I love that so much. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay. This is a big one. And I know it's a bit hard to think about something because you have so many years invested here. But if you could say how from the story that Valerie shared from how you started to where you are now 30 years in, how... Just a few things of how maybe we can go whichever Valerie first, then Rod. How has the Lord grown you? I mean, just 
what is, you know, being leaving USA, coming here, 30 years, different culture, different, um, being away, your children now, are, except for one, is in the U.S., all three. Um, how have you grown in, in your walk with the Lord? I know that's, that's a big one, but just even one or two things um, that you can think of just through the experience of being a missionary. Well, we came back from our first um, term, and we were going around to the churches, and you know, I expected to have great stories of having led yes. somebody to Christ. Yes, or, yes, yes. And I found that I was telling people, God just taught me to believe in Him in a greater Amen. way during that time. Amen. That's and, beautiful. Um, you know, you get overseas and you start thinking, I've done it, but yeah. we've never done it. Mm-hmm. And you have obeyed by going mm-hmm. overseas, but that doesn't mean that it stops there. Absolutely. There's more obedience to do Absolutely. and just learning to grow in Christ and how to do that. But, I mean, even as missionaries, we're still growing. And what does it really mean to be the child of God mm-hmm. and to be loved by God? And so over the years, you know, we've raised our kids mm-hmm. each to know Jesus mm-hmm. and to love him. And God's really blessed us with the opportunity mm-hmm. to lead each of them to Christ mm-hmm. in one way or another and seeing them grow up to love and follow him. But um, mm-hmm. I think recently God's just really showing me some of the sin in my life mm-hmm. that yes. it's just kind of marinated in me. Oh. I mean, I've, I've started using the term that sin is marinated in us. And yeah. recently I was talking to somebody who said, this is so ingrained in me. Yeah. I just can't seem to get rid of it. And I thought, yeah. but if Jesus can turn water into wine, wine, he can take the marinade out of me. Amen. <laughs> I like that. I, I like that. He can take the marinade out of me. Don't we all need the marinade taken out of each of us? Sometimes it does just start to grow and be, like, feels like it becomes a part of us. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're saying, the marinade, you're sitting in it. And how, yes, I love that analogy. Yeah. Yes. So I, I think that's I just learning to walk with him and being real yeah. with yeah. God. I mean, Absolutely. we believe, but do we mm-hmm. really believe Absolutely. that he's right there with us? Amen. <laughs> Amen. And doesn't that get put to the test? Yes. So many times we get to grow in those different challenges. Yeah. Absolutely. That's and, beautiful. And I think, you know, there's, there's always those turning points in your life. And I, I just want to share one of the experiences I had was after our last daughter was born. I really struggled with being overseas and trusting the authorities over us because mm-hmm. I really wondered whether we should have had her overseas. And I wanted to leave, and those who were in authority over me all said, oh, no, you can stay here and have this baby. And yeah. um, this was in the time of Kabila. Laurent Kabila was yep. the president. Kabila. And it was, it was a very... And we're not talking Joseph Kabila. Oh, oh the, Laurent, the, the father. The, the father. father. The father. Yes, and if the you father. read the history books, there yes. was some stuff going on yes. there that was yes. pretty yes. severe. But yes. it, it was like they were shutting down um, the flights. We had to have a, uh, a soldier. soldier on board in order to fly the planes. And I was in a village away from the main hospital and oh, waiting so to have stressful. this baby. And so. Um, but we stayed and we had the baby and then we evacuated a month after she was born because things did happen and and so yes. we came back overseas and we went home and we had some counseling mm-hmm. and we're mm-hmm. and MAF was very good about giving us mm-hmm. a medical furlough and then um, we came back and we were in Central African Republic and that still was nagging at me mm-hmm. can they can I trust this authority that's yes. making decisions for me yes. are they gonna end, end up yep. putting me somewhere mm-hmm. and there, there was an uprising in CAR, mm-hmm. um, Central African Republic, mm-hmm. and um, Rod was in the village where we were at. I was in the capital city with our oldest daughter, and um, they had um, 
told us uh, we, we needed to go home. We had been in a women's um, conference and it was time to go home, but there was an uprising and an attempted coup and the battle was on the road going out to town. And so I pulled the missionaries aside that were in charge and I said, why are you sending us into the middle of the fire? Yes. Says, oh, no, no, they won't send you into the gunfire. They're going to drive around it. Well, no, they took us right into the middle of gunfire. Oh, so, my goodness. Um, anyway, I... We were in the middle of this, and I said, I am mad. Let's all stop. We need to pray. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's one word. Oh, mad, scared, so all of Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we prayed, oh, and, you know, we're, there were eight ladies in this car, oh. and we had a trailer behind us, and we thought we could jump out and run into a house, yes. but that means we give up everything, the car, yes. the, everything yes. that's in it. And um, my daughter was there, and we just started saying, when I am afraid, I will trust in you. Amen. And these eight ladies knew how to harmonize beautifully. Amen. So we're, we're wow. <laughs> and there's a truckload of pastors in front of us going to another conference that were leading us. And one of them jumped out, went back and got uh, some soldiers that had been harassing us before. And these soldiers came and they guided us out of, out of the city. Wow. And we were probably sitting there for 20 minutes before they finally got there. And, um, but Afterwards, I asked my daughter to draw a picture, and she showed God's angels looking over us as we were sitting there at, in the picture, and Amen. it hit me all of a sudden that I was so afraid yes. that the authorities were going to put, or those who yeah. had authority over me were going to put me in a bad situation, yes. and I ended up in that situation, yes. and God reminded me that okay. even when man makes bad decisions, Absolutely. he is in control, and Amen. he can keep me safe. So that that's beautiful. That's one of my turning points in trusting God. So I. Oh no! I love that story. Wow, that is now. Yeah, not all of us deal with an attempted coup, and um, trying to get from one place to another. But this is what it's like in missionary life. It it is every not every day, but they could be often. You have to deal with situations that people don't understand in the U.S. or around the world because this goes around the world, and. Um, it helps us understand what it is truly like mm -hmm. just living in Kinshasa just for a short time period it's 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 dangerous it's dangerous but God is over us and protecting us no matter whatever happens he's with us and it's worth it it's worth it oh that's an excellent example thank you for sharing that what about you Rod how have you grown well I one of the things is we look at our first prayer card mm -hmm. when we first came overseas, and we're like, MAF trusted us with an airplane? <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. They look very young. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure you're able to fly? <laughs> wow. Um, really, it's, uh, I think my spiritual walk was pretty, pretty steady, pretty mm -hmm. typical mm -hmm. um, for a long time. I try to have devotions, try to be reading the word and um, spending time with the Lord. But it's really in the last five or six years, um, just a, a gradual deepening of my relationship with the Lord. Um, reading some good books. Uh, having a friend who has been mentoring me. Um, as Valerie said, one of the big things for me has been 
what does it mean to be in God's presence? Mm -hmm. And um, the, the picture that I, I use to try and try and understand this is, um, you know, God's with us all the time. Yes. He's He's in the room with us now. Mm -hmm. He's with our each of our kids yes. in the U.S. Yes. But to, that. Um, as a way to think about it, I think about sitting down at a table with Jesus, mm. uh, as we would with any other friend. Yeah. And I've started thinking about what does what does his face look like in terms of when he looks at me. Yeah. Um, for a long time, I sort of had in the back of my mind that you know he he would probably be frowning. Mm. Uh, he would be. Yeah, you didn't didn't mm. get that right, Rod. You know, mm -hmm. you could do better. Uh, but lately, recently, I've been as my understanding is growing as I as I try to understand what the love of God is. Absolutely. Um, I realize that yes, I can disappoint Jesus, mm -hmm. but His face is always Absolutely. looking at me with love and. Mm. A smile, a welcoming, like the kind of person you want to spend time mm -hmm. with, mm -hmm. and uh, sometimes it just blows me away. Absolutely. Well, you bring tears to my eyes. <laughs> but I, mm, I think you both said it so well. I can't. I have nothing yeah. to say on that. It's so, cool. like Valerie, I mean, it's it's still a struggle where I'm still marinated and mm -hmm, absolutely. I think I have, I've understood something <laughs> oh, yes. and then a week or a month later, I'm like back at the same point again. Oh yeah, I remember. Yes. Why couldn't I remember it the whole month? I don't know. Oh. It's the way, we, the way we are. Isn't it the truth? Isn't it the truth? Or I thought I've really learned that lesson. I thought I've covered almost every area of trust that I could possibly grasp in the most extreme circumstances and like, oh, there's still more yeah. to learn on this topic of yes. trusting the Lord and what we think of control and yes. um, our wanting to fix things. And uh, right. uh, yes, so true. I, I love that. Um, sitting across, there's a book called Dinner with Jesus and that, that was coming to mind as you were um, telling that, telling that and um, just envisioning the face of Jesus as how would he look at me. I, I love that. I, I can't say I pondered that very often. Mm. And I think I will have to start. <laughs> I think I will because I haven't done that. But that's very beautiful. I love that very much. We're always a work in progress, aren't we? Right. Oh, yes. Always a work in progress. We all are. Oh, thank you so much for sharing those stories. They're very encouraging and very honest and very real I love the way you introspect on yourselves because not everybody does not it because it, it takes work it's it, it's it's not always pretty right. as we all know the marinating um, isn't always pretty to look at um, but I appreciate you sharing that because I think as believers it's really important that we all introspect and look at where we truly are and that God loves us anyway and he's mm -hmm. like you said looks at us with love and compassion and mercy and grace and forgiveness thank, thankfully um, may I look at other people that way I pray to do that because it isn't always easy why when God looks at me like that right. and I marinated right. 
I help me, Lord, to look at other people that same way that he does. Yes. Mm, that's beautiful. I love it so much. Um, okay, couple things. If you were to say 30 years MAF, what are some challenges that come? I know, I know. Maybe just a few, a few, and then we'll look at blessings. Challenges from each of you and blessings of being able to have the privilege to be a missionary pilot and pilot's wife and family here. Wow. I know, that, I know, challenges can be, I know, big. You could just even pick one or two. Well, I think or I've three. mentioned a couple. Yes, of you have already. mentioned and, a couple. And I think it's hard for Americans to even imagine the, the daily struggling with trying to, I mean, washing your vegetables. I'm so excited. I'm going back to America. Absolutely. And I'm, on Wednesday, I get to pick up lettuce and rinse it off. And Absolutely. I don't have to worry about amoebas being Absolutely. Right. So, Absolutely. Um, <laughs> That's right. Simple things. Yeah. So, yes. so there's just little things like that mm -hmm. are, that are, um, um, there's struggle here. Mm -hmm. Um, the other struggle is being away from our parents oh, um, as they age. Uh, and now, I mean, it was interesting because we left our parents and had, had that separation and they had to not be around their grandchildren as they, I mean, we were here in language school and our daughter started her first smile and I turned to Rod and I said, this better be worth it because yeah. I can't share this they with my mom. This, this was before Facebook, Facebook yes, and, and FaceTime and, it, and all that yes, stuff. Yes. So it was, it was six weeks to get a letter to them yes. and six weeks to get it back. Okay. So at that time it was really hard, Absolutely. but um, it's a lot easier in that area now. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I know that the young missionaries still struggle with that because their parents can't pick up their child and cuddle them or whatever. Absolutely. But then suddenly we were sending our kids off to college mm -hmm. and we were feeling what our parents felt. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so now that's the struggle mm -hmm. is, we have one daughter who's a missionary mm -hmm. here. And mm -hmm. so when we leave here, our heart tears because we have to leave her. Absolutely. But then when we leave America we have three there and they're in three different states so they're all <laughs> so they out our hearts are always torn absolutely <laughs> yeah absolutely so, well and, said and we love all I mean there's so many people we love and we look forward to that mm -hmm. day in heaven when we absolutely. get to be with all of them but, amen yeah. so true thank you I know it's a big question yeah well, there's there's a lot there are, there there are many places to go with that I'm sure um, trying to be trying to be a witness um, and trying to do things the right way in terms of aviation mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and being misunderstood like Oh, you're you're only here because you're you're getting lots of money from us, and you're taking all the money away. Mm -hmm. You're only here because you're. This is what Congolese are yeah, thinking. Yeah, diamonds, yeah, Congolese are you're, you're you're making diamonds money yet. somehow, and mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. um, and sort of having to repeat over and over and over again. No, we our salaries are paid by yes um, friends and donors mm -hmm. in the U.S. Mm -hmm. We are here to help spread the gospel, to help build the kingdom of God in Congo. Um, so, you know, and it's not, it's nothing new. Jesus told us this would happen. We would be misunderstood. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it, it's a little bit different in the aviation world because um, why would you have a, why would you have a bunch of airplanes except to make money, right? 
Exactly, especially this here. Yes, yeah, exactly. Especially here. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's one of the challenges mm -hmm. is is doing things professionally as a pilot and a mechanic, mm -hmm. and yet constantly having that the, the focus being the being a missionary, spreading the gospel, helping advance God's kingdom here in Congo. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I, I can understand, you, and you have to kind of understand the culture to understand that just there's a lot of misconceptions about certain topics, certain things. Right. And then just, you know, your goal, you know, your mission, you know what God's called you to, and you're just not getting me. You know, I'm not here to get diamonds. I'm here to share and serve you, yes. you know, um, <laughs> repeatedly. Just like I can only imagine how many times you've had to deal with that. And for both of you on different topic, topics, um, three blessings, three blessings of looking back 30 years, three blessings just of being able to be an MAF uh, ministry. We've met some incredible people. Um, we've gotten to rub shoulders with. Um, Presidents and prime ministers, mm. uh, ambassadors, um, missionaries who, who have given their all, um, other MAF colleagues who uh, have come with a spirit and attitude of sacrifice and have, mm. are giving of themselves. Uh, wholeheartedly and especially um, getting to to be with and spend time with Congolese men and women who love the Lord more than I ever will I and seeing them interact with this culture mm -hmm. that is so um, there's so much uh, power plays and corruption and things yes. happening and yet they live faithfully for the Lord <laughs> that one that one is huge that one is huge and I couldn't agree more with that one. Oh goodness I couldn't I've seen that personally and um, yes touches my heart every time and you worded it so well so I'll not even try to go along with it <laughs> go ahead so as you were going through that I thought mm -hmm. I, I was just thinking of the concept of we've walked with the giants, not mm. the not the mean Goliath giants, but yes. the spiritual giants, Amen. and it's been exciting to have seen these people and think, hey, I, and when we came out here, there were some who were getting older, and I'm like, Lord, why are you making them too mm -hmm. old to be mm -hmm. out here when they've got the language, they've got the maturity, and they have to go home and retire in yes. the states, and but we we have those memories of those mm -hmm. people who were here when we came mm -hmm. and how they they stuck it out through the the changeover from colonialism to independence that became a horrible war and and they mm -hmm. stuck it th stuck it out through all those things and served the lord through those things and um just the privilege of having been there absolutely um, with them and to have walked with them through ministry in one way or another mm -hmm. has been Mm, I love that walking with giants, but spiritual giants. Yeah, absolutely. Those are my role models. You guys are a role model to all of us. Absolutely, you are. It's 
um, one that pretty much encourages all of us and helps us to even just get a glimpse. I know we cover 30 years is really hard to do in a podcast, so you can't really do that, but just an, a greater understanding of what it is to sacrifice. You're sacrificing, you are, yet you gain so much. Um, but there are things, family and all of those other things, um, but yet you also are rich in ways that so many people don't even know about. Um, I, I would love can, to know. Can I include oh, go ahead. One more? Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm a pilot, right? So yes, you are. I love flying over this country. Mm. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Um, the, the jungle and the blue skies and even the thunderstorms that yes. can quote unquote get in our way yes. <laughs> are awesome. Absolutely. Expressions of God's power and the way He cares for the earth, and um, so that's been a huge blessing to me, just to be able to fly here in Congo. Mm, it is truly, it is so beautiful. Just getting to go out three hours out to Maluku. Maluku. I'm working on it, Malingala, um, and. Uh, I hadn't even gotten to see that, and it, I was just speechless. Mm-hmm. And I know there's so much more that you see because you've yeah. been all over, but just that little tiny portion, I was just like, I mean, I, I really couldn't speak. It was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I just, yeah, what a privilege. What a privilege. And then doing your passion. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. So how, how can the listeners partner with you? How can we bless you or encourage you? What would be some ways that we could do that? We, we always are asking people to pray for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we have four children, and mm-hmm. three are, have been yes. struggling with yes. um, physical problems. Mm-hmm. One, one is, we believe, is healed from cancer Amen. that he went, he went through. Um, the two girls are both mm-hmm. having a lot of trouble with fatigue. Um, one has a diagnosis, the other one doesn't, mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. praying that God would show the answers Absolutely. to that. Um, and pray for us because it's easy to get depressed and down mm-hmm. living in this mm-hmm. in, in this country in this city um, the str- daily struggles and you know I we we are in a much better situation electricity wise but it used to be that the electricity would go off every day and with it my energy would just go yes. crash and I I um, just pray for those spiritual battles we deal with because our battle is not against flesh and blood. I'm trying to remember that. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well said. Yeah. Yes, it is. And you guys come in contact with so many things. Mm-hmm. You're facing, uh, the, it's a plethora, plethora of things that you're facing. But thank goodness for our armor that we can put on yeah. every day that helps. But it's still a lot. And just I'm thankful for the community you have. How has how has the community just have you how did that you were mentioning to me you know about women and encouraging women just prior um, how has that been a blessing? Um, well, <laughs> I know I know I'm sure that's yeah. a big question. I think right. sometimes it, I mean because I have a habit of thinking well I don't really have that much wisdom mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just the times that they just appreciate. Mm-hmm. me being there to help them with, um, or, or telling a story or mm-hmm. something um, also just um, because 
we all are struggling with different things and we can gather together as a community and do some socialization. Mm -hmm. We have one, one MAF wife who tries to have a gathering of the wives and, and they just kind of sit and talk while the kids play. And, um, when our kids were younger, we had Friday night play days or Friday afternoon play days and the kids would just go out and our friends, she had seven kids and they would, the older wow. kids would watch the younger kids and they just had a blast. Nice. And they, it, it had the 1950s feel to yeah. the community. It's where beautiful. The kids just really I love that. And had fun. Yes, the way it should be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We miss and those things. People yes. would say, do any of them get hurt? It's like, yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah, yeah, they get yeah. hurt. They're my or something. Yeah. They, they repair. Yeah, yeah they repair. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like they were getting hurt in a horrible yes, way. It was yes, just more yes. um, things that would happen. Yes. Kids yes. play hard. Absolutely. They're <laughs> yeah. supposed to. Yeah. Yes. And so we, we got to have a little more of the old old mm-hmm. way of um, raising our kids mm. and fortunately none of the sad stories of people yes. coming in that are not nice so. yes, yes 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 absolutely yeah absolutely. so the community has been um, very helpful there's struggles at times mm-hmm. but um, it's also an encouragement to know that we have other people there that we can reach out to um, we've we've had a couple of wives who have had physical problems mm-hmm. and we've been mm-hmm. able to reach out and help them with meals mm-hmm. and things recently that's been um, I had um, a couple of health problems and people are like can we bring you a meal and so Aww. just things like that, that people are ready to do it's the church it's the church it's the yeah. body the it's way it's supposed body to be yeah absolutely yeah. but that's at its finest when we do do those things yeah. take those steps mm-hmm. did you Rod have you I mean so just the wives kind of talking about their how would they kind of struggle with sometimes and but do the pilots because they're on mission because they have their you know their flight plan and their things does it seem like it's as much of a struggle in that community or oh i mean right now that we're all men so mm-hmm. yeah know, that changes things yeah yeah absolutely um yeah i'm just thinking as valerie was talking our roles have changed too over those 30 years as we have become the the more experienced um, couple, uh, we're doing a lot more mentoring, mm-hmm. um, especially in the last five or six years. We have a we have a new crop of missionary younger missionaries. Praise the Lord. Amen. Um, that are the age of our own kids. Yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> Which yes, is really weird. I know that. I know you're like, and I'm here, and yes, wow. <laughs> So trying to be mentors, passing on the things that are important, mm-hmm. letting go of the things that we think are important but aren't really that important. Yes, yes, so true. Um, so, yeah, in that way, we have conversations and things mm-hmm. amongst the work mm-hmm. that we're doing, mm-hmm. the technical work we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Lord is good. Yes, yes. Another thing I've been able to do is um, have a women's Bible study with the English-speaking women in the community, mm. and so um, they've uh, it's Wednesday nights, and we do it on um, Zoom also because okay, yeah, we've got people everywhere. That we have one lady who's out beyond Kinshasa who can't get into Kinshasa sure, because sure. of traffic, and so she gets on Zoom and sure, and we have I mean like I'm we're leaving and yes we're 
so I'll be leading Bible study from the States. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Wow. So, um, but it's, that's one of the good things about COVID is it yes. opened up Zoom. Yes, it did. It did. Yes, it opened up Zoom for us. <laughs> but yes. it's yes. also just an encouragement to be able to gather with other women and mm -hmm. do Bible studies and, um, and traffic isn't always easy to get no. through here. So if they're across town, they can still gather with us and we can still pray together. And, Absolutely. But I, I've really appreciated the prayer time and we've been really having some good, good mm -hmm. prayer times together, just lifting each other's burdens. And, oh. <laughs> you're not alone that you're not alone yeah. that is such such a gift to know that we can carry each other's burdens we know that God carries them all but you know I always have that picture of um is it it's Moses Moses which one had the staff and then he had I think Aaron and others Moses was, it was Moses then, right and then if he left uh, her and yeah and yeah it's an Aaron and they you know were carrying the burden and it helped Moses do what God asked him to do and that's what this is you guys are have a beautiful community and you're helping each other do what God has asked you yeah. to do to be obedient. Yeah. And um, that's beautiful. Any other ways that we can partner with you? Any other ways? Prayer. We always have prayer for your family. Um, www.maf.org um, for our, for us personally, backslash host settler. Okay, host settler. Um, uh, so there's, I mean, there's lots of information on the website mm -hmm. okay. about where all we serve and different stories and different pictures from all over the world. Um, watch the AMAF movie, mm. Ends of the Earth. Yes. It was in theaters last month, and now you can... Arrange um, with your church yeah, to you have a stream. Okay. Eventually, well, I would there'll love be DVDs. To, I would and love to. Well. Yes, I will definitely show um, that to my children. Mm-hmm, I want anxious so, to see that. Those are ways to, to find out more about yeah. MAF and um, we're, you know, we're missionaries, we're supported by the church Absolutely. and God's people. So mm -hmm. uh, if, if you feel God leading you to help us financially, mm -hmm. we would love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, wonderful. Well, I thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. I just want to pray. And um, we'll close out the podcast. Thank you so much, Lord, for this time with Valerie and Rod. I really, truly could sit here for many more hours. I feel like we just started just to take a little bit off the service, and there's so much to say. Um, but I just am so thankful. We just want to give people a picture of what it is like, um, what MAF stands for, what the ministry is about, um, what it is to be a missionary in a foreign country, the longevity of their time that they've been there, and just to have a greater understanding of how God is working through them and through MAF and their family. And Lord God, I just thank you for that. I thank you for this beautiful couple that has stayed true to you through hardships and trials and joys and blessings and struggles, Lord. That's what it is. It's to continue, just like Valerie said, to stay with the giants of um, in their faith. Well, I will call them one of them. And um, I thank you for the role model that they are to many people in the MAF community and to me um, who have as a heart for missions, Lord. Um, so I just thank you so much for them. I just pray you continue to um, bless their family, work in their family, heal their family, their children. Um, that you continue to provide for them, that you continue to encourage them, that they can continue to be refreshed with a new vigor and um, fervor for you, Lord. And thank you for the wisdom that they've shared, Lord, um, with others and with me. And we're just so blessed by this time. We just give you all the honor and all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name.
Amen. Thank you so very much for being on the podcast. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. It is my prayer that you come to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior and that you be encouraged in your walk with him. If you or anyone you know is looking for a speaker for a youth group or a women's event, I would love to talk with you. My email is nmblazc at hotmail.com. May we stand on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. Until next time.